Welcome back to the newest episode of The Table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Here at The Table, we discuss love, life, dating, and sex. And we do so in a way that's fun and uplifting without all the division and dissent that we often see and hear online. That's right. Nisha Nicole and I have known each other for about uh, 20 years, and we've been, each been through every single aspect of the dating spectrum, meaning married life, single life, divorce life. And we wanted to bring our friendship to you guys. So with that being said, that introduction, let's set up the show for today, 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 today. About 30 minutes into the show, we'll have our show topic of the day, which is today is 21 questions on relationships that we are going to parse down to about five or six on relationships. Our buzz topic is going to be all over the place. We're going to have an Amber Heard discussion, a Deshaun Watson discussion, and a follow-up on some feedback that we got on the Bachelor Party uh, show that we did last weekend. But before we get to the buzz topic, which is about 15 minutes in, before we get to the show topic, which is 30 minutes in, we start off every single podcast with the Monday Morning Report. Nisha Nicole from the ATL, what do you have for us this week? Nothing! <laughs> Nothing in like, the wide world of fun times in ATL do you have? What about the, the, the guy you were dating that was younger than you, you were really excited about? Okay, he fell off the map. Like off the map? off the map how's that possible where did the map go where did he go i don't know i don't well okay so he just he didn't fall completely off the map but yeah. every he just texts every now and then which i i had started to wonder if he had someone he was dating because on the weekends the communication like stopped or almost stopped completely just on the weekends just on the weekend <laughs> okay so um and then and 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 so it just started going down here from there so i i only reciprocate energy so right, if, right, if right. you're not if you're not giving the same energy i'm i'm not going to put that energy into you so that's that's that on that i guess um yeah, yeah wow so, okay you know, it's always hard in the early stages of dating to know exactly what's going on. Somebody is, you know, you're noticing that they may not be available on the weekends or the weekdays or after five or before six or whatever it is. And you mm -hmm. notice the patterns. We never, we humans never know what's going on in the lives of people that we're in the early stages of dating with. Who all they could be seeing, sleeping with, dealing with, you know, ex-boyfriends and girlfriends that they're still trying to get over. We never know. Uh, right, right. And that's not really a major concern for me usually in yeah. the beginning, yeah. but there has to be some consistency. Like one big pet peeve of mine is if I text you and I receive no response for a couple of days, that is a big pet peeve of I mine. I agree because there's no way you're not checking your phone for that long unless you're right. a 15 year old. Right, right. <laughs> or, you know, or, or when you do respond, because I know some people do this. I thought I responded, but I didn't hit seeing. I was wondering why I didn't hear from you or some, something like that. But even with that, it can't be a, a all the time thing. Yeah, you get a one time free pass on the I forgot to hit send. Yeah, because I hear that. I'll be like, like a, OK, yeah, because yeah. I have actually done that before, but it's not a a pattern. I don't do you it know, all the time. Here's my thing with that. 
how long does it take for you to realize you didn't hit send when you didn't hear, hear from somebody? So if you're checking your text messages, we know how our text messages are set up. You go and you look at the person, you be like, wait, I haven't heard. Oh, there's the message that didn't go through. How long does it take for you to see that? A day, two days, three days, and even in the rest of our busy lives, text messages that go unsent normally are caught within a day or two if you're hoping to right. hear back from that person. Exactly. If that so. person is on your mind, you're still checking your text message with them. So again, that's it happens of course it happens but you know it can't be a recurring theme a and it i, I really can't see that it goes on beyond a couple of days B. yeah yeah so so that that was that now i did have a little funny thing that happened over the weekend a funny thing happened over the weekend okay <laughs> a funny thing happened on the way to the forum yeah. um so i went out well i was supposed to go out with a friend that came in town for another friend's birthday Went to this spot on the side of town I never go to, did not want to go there. But, you know, she I figured she drove in from North Carolina. So the least thing I could do is drive to College Park. Okay. Anyway, waited there for her all night, met this guy. And you're at a bar. You're at what, what are you at a gas station? What are you I'm at? I'm at a bar. I'm at okay. a bar. Uh, actually, it was more like a club. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, meet this guy. I, 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 I figured he was a little younger than me. He had a beard or whatever. It's dark. It's in the nightclub. So anyway, yeah. we exchanged numbers. He calls me the next day and I and we start talking about age. Yeah. He was, guess how old is this well, guy? I, I have no idea. Where am I even supposed to guess? Even with that tone in your voice, what am I supposed to say? He must have been really young. You thought he was a little bit younger than you, but with that tone in your voice, I'm going to guess he was 25. Exactly. He was ding, 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 ding. Are you 25 serious? years yeah. old. Wow. Like, and what I did you say? A, I have a child older than you. Wow. Okay. Like. So my only question with that is, he's 25 years old. Right. Um, was he attractive? He was attractive. I, I exchanged okay. numbers with him. Awesome. 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 Does he have a sister about his age that you can send I, my way? I didn't even see where I was going with that. Man. I did not Slipping see where you were time. going with that. Yeah. And I am shocked and appalled because I know you are not looking to date a 25-year-old. I know, but it was too easy of a setup to be able to it, get into that joke right there. You know, and it, it leads me into what I was going to say is that if I were a man, I probably wouldn't even think twice about dating someone 20 years my junior. When you when you were when you were forty five, would you have yeah. dated someone twenty five? I I did all the time. See, that's my point. Yeah, when I was forty four, I was dating a twenty two year old, a twenty five year old, twenty six year old. When I was forty six, I married a twenty eight year old. So okay, so like yeah, oh, okay, so okay, yeah, but I I can't. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, it's different. It's, you know, again, I don't even know if this is going to change anywhere in the future where somebody, <laughs> but I don't know where thing, our society is going to draw the line with that. What, here's what's the thing, thing that tripped me out with him, though. Yeah. He didn't care. Of course not. Why would when, I care? No, I mean, the guy, because to me, I would think a 25 year old would be thinking, well, no. No, not, I said, why would I care? The guy. I was putting myself in the guy's shoes. I, I was putting myself in the 25 year old's shoes. I know that, but yeah. I. That's fun. I that's outside the box. Anything for a guy that's outside the box is going to be some type of fun. Somebody of a different race, <laughs> somebody maybe of a different <laughs> height or body type or something like that, cougar status or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I never got the gay, the, the, um, the, um, 
the age gap that you guys are talking about right now, I never went that far up. When I was 33, I dated a 46 year old, 33, 34, she was 46. And she would be like, I don't know, 47 by now. No, she would be like 62 by now. But anyways, if I'm him, I would still be excited. Did you pump the brakes on it? What did you do? What did you say? I, I said, that's out of my comfort zone. I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, my I have a child older. Yeah, than, I, get I have that. memories I get older than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My yearbook is older than Yeah. Him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. But so it doesn't I mean, it doesn't apply that way, going the other direction. I right now don't want to date somebody half my age, but I can have done that before all the way up to you know into my mid-40s absolutely okay so well you can update us on your monday morning report because that's all i got i have nothing and i'm done next no (laughs) it's got to be something did you Um, take yourself on a date right no no i did not i did not i continue to to have conversations with the young lady we talked about before where it was more of a professional um interaction than than a date but I did also rec- want to recognize one of my de- greatest dating opportunities weekend of all time that is actually coming up. Do you know what that is? Essence Music Fest? Boom! Shakalaka. Just like I guessed the age on the first guess of the guy, you on the first guess uh, guess that Essence Fest is coming up uh, this coming weekend. And I heard from an old flame of mine that she's going back and she and I actually met at Essence Fest back in, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> That coughing the, was what, intentional. What was that? I, that coughing was intentional. I, well, I know it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's been so long. But it, I, I just got to say that that was an amazing time and that New Orleans was an amazing city. And that I, I, from a dating perspective, from a smashing perspective, from a, this is a sex, love, and dating podcast, right? It is. Okay, Very cool. much so. Okay, from the, take the love part out of it, take half the dating and multiply the sex times five, and then you have Essence Fest. <laughs> that was a mathematical equation right there. I, never, I love it. I love never, it. never, ever have I had that much fun and hijinks and so forth. And I think New Orleans lends itself to that. And so I was thinking that New Orleans over Miami, over Vegas for parties. I know Vegas gets all the headlines for wild times, especially for guys, bachelor parties or whatever. But my money for all the guys out there, if you haven't been to New Orleans, first of all, if you haven't been, why haven't you been? If you're single, New Orleans is where it's at to have some of the greatest hijinks slash hookups slash smashing uh, of all time. I I love Miami. Love it. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, I have an answer. Are you saying this for New Orleans in general or specifically Essence Festival? I'm saying this for New Orleans at the French Quarter in general and specifically Essence Fest for African-Americans between the ages of 25 and 50. Essence Fest specifically, but New Orleans. Why New Orleans? Why Sex, Love, and Dating Podcast advice out there for people that that they want to have around. Why is New Orleans more conducive than Vegas or... Um, the South Beach, then the Vegas Strip or South Beach. Alcohol? No, alcohol served in all of those places. You <laughs> no, get, but, you, but you can walk around with open containers in You can do that in Miami, so, and I don't oh, think nobody's really checking for you in okay, Vegas. I don't think Vegas, the cops are going to roll too. up on okay. you and be like, hey, stop, put that alcohol away. I don't know. What is it? The voodoo? I mean, I it's don't not, know. It's not the voodoo. <laughs> that was a joke. It's proximity proximity the french quarter is so condensed it is not as quite as big as south beach 
Um, East South Beach is not that big. It is by no means as, as wide as the Vegas Strip. So picture this, guys. Picture this, fellas. Pe- fellas, listen up. Put your headphones on. Put your earphones on. Turn your, turn your earphones up a little bit or the sound in your car if you're listening in your car. You're in the Vegas Strip. You're inside some great nightclub and the music is pumping along and you're talking to somebody and she's hot or whatever. But she's not staying at Caesars and neither are you. She's not oh. staying at MGM Grand and neither are you. She's not staying at Bellagio and neither are you. Your hotels are way away. You can't, it takes forever to be able to even get outside and get to an Uber. You know what you say in New Orleans when, when somebody you're feeling wants to go back in a room? Hey, my hotel's in the next block. Boom, it happens all the time that way in New Orleans, okay. ladies and gentlemen, in the French Quarter. And Essence Fest is prime example of how it goes down. I've told a young lady at 2 o'clock in the, in the afternoon on a day party, my hotel is two blocks away. It's really sweaty in this club. We should go get a shower. And she was like, let me tell my friends I'm going to be right back. That was two o'clock, brought it back around quarter to six. Shower, we needed another shower. What I'm saying is that Essence Fest is where it goes down. It ain't the boom, boom room, but it goes down at Essence Festival. And that Mm. is my retroactive Monday morning report that I file on behalf of Essence Fest and New Orleans, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Well, okay, so there you have it, guys. If If you haven't made plans to go to Essence Fest this year, I guess a lot of a lot of the guys will be going next year. Yeah, yeah, because it's I the do Monday have morning. a point about oh, I'm ready. Okay. This is a side note, a sidebar. Okay. Remember our guest, Brandy, the, the crazy therapist? She had the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is actually going to be presenting at the health hub at Essence Festival. You know, I heard they had like good wholesome things like presentations and even some concerts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even some concerts. So or the like famous if, people have performed there. If you're down there and uh please stop by the health hub on Friday, July the first. Yeah. To go see Brandy. So I just awesome. have to put that plug plug in there for my friend. I'm so excited that she'll be presenting there. Because awesome. they do have things other than sex and drinking at Essence Fest. No, not sure yeah, if you right. knew that. You're right. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> I've actually been to a couple of concerts in the years. Uh down there that I've been going down there, absolutely. And and it doesn't have to be Essence Festival or Mardi Gras or any type of special event for New Orleans to win the trump card of the best place to go as a single man in these United States of America. Well, there you have it, straight I love Vegas. for Dallas. I love Miami. New Orleans taking that title every time. Fight me. I, I, I don't want to fight you, but yeah, I'll take uh, your word audience, for it. Audience can fight me <laughs> for it. The Vegas, Miami, New Orleans title. Fight. all right see there you go you you had a monday morning report anyway that was did, more did, like did, a public service announcement to all it was people. it was it was but i got that call earlier this week and i was just like oh man that's gonna be amazing um and, and i'm sad that i'm missing out actually i'm not sad i'm missing out because those days are long gone for me if i haven't already stated that throughout the previous 42 episodes of this particular podcast that we've been doing are we ready for the buzz we are ready for the buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a mosh pit, a, a hodgepodge, a collective consortium of buzz topics for you today. I want to go over Amber Heard to Sean Watson, and I want to have a follow-up on the bachelor party. First things first, Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. Yes. We forgot to give an update. We promised our listeners, and many of them have gotten back to us to say, hey, 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 you guys didn't sort some things out with what actually happened. So what did you think when you, you heard about the verdict? I was like, I, I don't know. I don't think I was shocked. I don't yeah. think because the, the case was so crazy. And we both said at the time, we didn't really follow it very closely. We didn't have a dog in the fight. 
we did not have a dog in the fight. So I, I, I was, I was not really shocked, but it was, it was interesting. I'll say that, that she won. Cause that was the verdict. That, that, well, no, that, he, uh, won. That he won. He won. Yeah. She was ordered to pay. I don't remember the amounts. Do you have he got amount? 15 million. He got two. She got two. She got two mm-hmm. and he got 15 million. And I just saw men all over celebrating on social media. Well, you know, there was some backlash that we were talking about when we discussed this a few weeks ago um, about how men seem to be piling on on Amber Heard or a lot of the backlash seemed to be against anti Amber Heard. But then I had one of our listeners correct me that Amber Heard was on record mm-hmm. in a in a audio taped audio taped in a taped recording where she was threatening Johnny Depp to say, hey, Johnny Depp to say, nobody's going to believe you when they tell when I, you know, I go crazy on you, making you look like the crazy person. And somebody called to say, hey, a lot of it has to do with that particular video file where she was not just allegedly, where she was absolutely documented and saying, I'm going to make you look like the crazy person. And that scared a lot of people to think that she was a narcissist because that is straight narcissism. And whether or not all the rest of the allegations that happened were true or not, that led to a lot of the backlash. And I wanted to make sure we made that true because everybody was saying, are you guys a fair, balanced podcast or are you just up here for any woman who has has problems? And I wanted to make sure it was fair, balanced on that. I appreciate that because, like I said, having not really followed it, I, did, I didn't yeah. know that part. So, yeah. so that's that's good to add add more depth to to the backstory. But, I mean, I don't think we ever um disagreed with the fact that she had some mental issues or at least some personality disorders or something agreed but i think we highlighted that the reactions to this whole trial seemed to be really punishing her and that yeah we were alarmed by that yeah yeah and we drew direct comparison to the feedback from deshaun Deshaun. watson which, which we also have a transition we do yeah. we do we do um so what did you think when you heard that deshaun watson 24 women who accused him of sexual misconduct 20 of them recently settled for an undisclosed amount um i would say i expected that because once again civil cases are much different than right. criminal cases right and with criminal cases, you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this happened. With, and it's very difficult to do that in some in a case like this. Right. He says, she say, no and, rape. And um, you have to re- refresh my memory. But there, some other things came out about the team withholding information. Is that oh, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, the Houston, Texas. Absolutely. Yes. So so when th- that information came out, I think it, it became a point Well, you know, from my point of view, let's make this thing go away. How do you make something like that go away? You settle out of court. Sure. And, and to make to make this clear, the Houston Texans weren't involved in a cover-up. They were actually abetting the fact that they were helping him to be able to legally put together non-disclosure agreements for masseuses that he may encounter, where they didn't have to do right. that with any other player. Say if you're getting if you're giving Deshaun Watson a massage and you're a, a woman therapist, then you need to be able to sign this because he's a can be wild boy and we don't want to hear any backlash. When people found out about that, it was yes, disturbing. It's, it's, yeah. It is disturbing because it's almost like you're you're I don't know, it's like like they're they're actively turning a blind eye to bad behavior 
they're a betting. They're helping it out. Yeah, they don't do this yeah. for any other players. They got 52 right. players like, on their roster why, that don't need a don't need a non-disclosure. Why do I need a non-disclosure for a yeah. massage? Right, right. What is there to disclose? Oh, right. I, I gave Deshaun Watson a deep tissue. Right, right. I mean, what's what's there? So yeah, right. But but I, what, I, what I really wanted to highlight was that his suspension from the league is still pending, and that while he did settle the vast majority of the cases that were up against him. There's still four more that are pending and the league suspension, I think will be a more indication of how much damage this has done to the NFL, whether or not he did any of this, whether or not the women are all correct, the damage it did to the imagery of the NFL, a multi-billion dollar industry is, Hey, you brought negative attention to us. You are one of us and we make our players not have negative attention to us. So their suspension, they could suspend them for the year. They could suspend them for half the year. If they give them a slap on the wrist, then all the guys who were excited about it are going to be like, hey, he wasn't guilty. If they suspend him for the year, then a lot of the people who felt like he was a sexual predator will feel vindicated. I think the suspension of the league will weigh heavily towards how the public opinion of his case will be seen. Okay, so, uh, you know, finishing up on that, I know there's not much more to be able to say, but I wanted to be able to bring that back uh, around. Again, I appreciate all the feedback that we get back from all of our listeners. Last thing, last thing last, a bachelor party follow-up. A lot of guys also got back to me when I made a statistical announcement that only 60, I said it was good news, that, uh, you know, 60% of the guys that get together for bachelor parties uh, they're doing G-rated or PG-13, going out bar hopping type things. Yeah. Several guys got back to be like, I've never been to a wild stripper like bachelor parties. And uh, combined with some other guys who have, I want to push that up to 80% ladies. 80% of guys <laughs> are having, ba- having stripper-free bachelor parties. Your credibility is shot. You cannot do you cannot have a 20 percent variance no so i'm sorry i took that into consideration when i made this i was just like so exactly how are we saying this and 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 i took it into consideration that i think a lot of the wild times and people that i used to hang around in my early 20s were a bit overly compensating for a lot of people who had more genteel lifestyles than my crazy ass when i was in my (laughs) 20s And the people I was hanging around that, man, yeah, I don't hang around them no more. And all of them had crazy bachelor parties. So maybe with my own growth through the people that I hang with, I realized that, yeah, most people weren't doing all of that. And I had to think back like, oh, yeah, a lot of that happened when I was under 25. Oh, that that makes a huge difference. Right. So, yeah, I was like, wow, that is a big jump up. But I understand if I take out people that I don't hang with, I take out all the people who are getting married way too young and having way crazy party like that, crazy parties like that, then that accounts for um, the disparity in the quote, it, it disparity in the statistics behind 80% or 60% of guys that do this. Okay. And here's what I hear as a woman. Yeah. Your man's friends matter. Big time. His, Big his time. circle of influence his personal circle of influence yeah. is it has a huge impact on his shenanigans. Correct. And I'm not saying that a man can't have friends that are total opposites of them, of him. That's I'm, I'm not saying that that can't happen. However, if 
three or four of his friends are with the shits, with nine the times shit. out of ten, he's with the shits too. That's right, I agree I, with that. That's all I yeah. Birds of a feather, birds <laughs> of a feather. Right, right. And 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 that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I agree with that. You want to you want to know what your 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 guy is really like? See what his friends say and see what they talk about. Yes, he's if been I friends would, with them before he met you. Right, and if I would not hook up any of my friends with his oh, friends because I'm afraid yeah. that my friends are gonna get heartbroken because big time, up, then yeah. That's and that goes for any age, 22, 32, 42, whatever. If you can't, that's a great statement to make. Yeah. If you feel hesitant when you meet his friends, like I wouldn't hook up any of my friends with this guy's friends. Right. That's a big statement. Right. One more thing on the bachelor party. One more thing. What? You know, we talked about uh, a lot of people were saying that it was really brave to be able to come out and talk about, you know, actually contracting an STD from that said bachelor party. But then I mm-hmm. had to think about it. You know, is, is it really that brave? It is the social stigma. It is the sociological death that doesn't equal the biological sickness. Like gonorrhea is so easily curable and mm-hmm. it's way more easily curable than the common cold. But if you got a cold from a stripper or somebody you were dating, it wouldn't be a big deal. If you got the flu from a stripper or somebody you were dating and be like, oh, this is inconvenient, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. And nobody would be ashamed to be like, yeah, man, some chick that I was dating gave me the flu. Everybody would be actually feeling sorry for you and be like, oh, man, you'll be already right. we'll see you in a few days. You catch gonorrhea and it's the modern day leprosy, even though it's curable in 24 hours or right. less. And and I'm pretty sure more much more prevalent than we as a society pretend like it is. Well, we pretend like it is like it's it not that like, sociological yeah. death going with it. It is the modern day leprosy. And so, you know, the fear of being disclosed that that might have happened is more dramatic than the disease itself and i wanted to make that point clear because that's something i wish i had stated on our last right it, it reminds me of uh the scene in the color purple <laughs> okay when uh they were talking about sugar avery and the daddy said i heard she got that nasty woman disease oh man i don't even <laughs> remember that reference that's an old I movie have, i have watched that movie a thousand times it's one of my okay. favorite movies so okay i remember you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right okay you so, right by me but yeah i think that's cleaning up anything else you want to add to the buzz topics um no that's that's it oh, oh honorable mention nick cannon has another baby on the way so my spirit animal nick cannon <laughs> please stop calling him your spirit animal because oh, at sorry. this point it is not looking good <laughs> yeah okay still care about your nick man you're out there doing your thing man do what you can yeah, he's he's definitely doing things <laughs> Too many things to too many women. Right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, you want to bring in our show topic of the day? So our show topic of the day. Saw this post on Instagram, but it originally came from Twitter. Uh, From a lady, her Twitter handle is Imani in touch. Imani is spelled like the model Imani. And it was 21 questions to ask yourself before um, entering into a relationship. And so, of course, we're not going to go over all 21 questions, but as I was reading through the questions, I thought they were really great questions. So yeah. send it over to you. And because this this is, a lot of the questions are things that we've talked about several times on the show. So I yes. picked out a few of the questions that we could talk about on here. So Boom, ready? let's go. I'm super ready. 
Okay, the first question of the ones that I picked out that she asked is, am I emotionally available for a relationship? That's a big one. That is a big one. And I, I like this because you and I have talked about this a lot on the show. Um, like, remember when you were so adverse to being on dating apps? Right. Like, and was all the that time. Be- was that because you were not emotionally available? That's a great question. I think I was emotionally available, but I think I was also emotionally burnt out um, from all of the years of dating. I wasn't married long enough to be past the burnt out phase that I had before I got married. I was just burnt mm. out on it. And the pandemic helped me just to be able to hide out and not feel like dating. Um, it's the dating, the actual going out on dates that led to the hesitancy. Like I said, if you could just deliver a girlfriend to my front porch uh, through Amazon Prime in three to five days, then that's cool. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but ah, you can't do that. So I got to go out on dates and dating makes my eyes roll and my head hurt. So emotionally available for a relationship. I wish more people asked themselves that before they even got into it. Again, from any age, your thoughts, your emotional availability over the last few years. I, I agree that I, I, I wish more people would do that self-inventory and ask themselves, am I really emotionally available right now? Or do I just want attention from the opposite sex? Because those are yeah. two totally different things. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people only want the attention or they only want the physical aspects, the sex part. Right. Um, but for me personally, right now, I am emotionally available. Um, yeah there have been times that, that I was not, and I have done that thing of going on dates because I just wanted that, that attention from, from, from the opposite sex or, or something like that. But I rec, I was able to recognize that. And I, my goal is not to lead people down a path that I wouldn't want someone leading me down Hmm. any plan with their emotions or things like that. So, Yeah, I think this is also a question you ask yourself after you've been through a couple of breakups, after you've been through a lot of hard times. I think the older you get, and I mean, even beyond 27, 28, I mean, just right in there, even in your early 30s, you can get burnt out or not burnt out. That's the word that I was using for my situation. You can start to question where your patterns are going and ask yourself, man, do I even feel like jumping into another relationship? I know that starts earlier than we all think. What do you mean it starts earlier than we all think? I mean, in terms like, of lifespan, like people get, people get, you know, down on emotions because we can all start dating with when we, when our, our middle school crushes and our listen, high school girlfriend. My, yeah. my, my son is, will be 16 next month. Yeah. And he, he had the same girlfriend pretty much the entire sophomore year. Okay. And they broke up right before the summer. He recently went on a date and I okay. asked him, I said, did you ask her to be your girlfriend? He said, no, I just got out of a relationship. There you go. I'm not ready for that. I'm That's like, what I'm saying. What? It can start to weigh on you earlier than you think. That's exactly what I'm saying. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought that was very emotionally mature of him to say that. He is not emotionally available for a relationship right now. <laughs> At 15. Oh, my right. God. Right. <laughs> next question. Okay, so the next question. <laughs> this one really hit home for me because it is a big one for me yeah i'm reading it and i'm looking at it like 
And this question is, do I have to perform or alter myself to be loved by them? Man, that long pause you're about to hear is both of us putting our palm on our forehead and being like, wow. Yes. Because we both had to do it from separate relationships. Wow. We've, I've been there, done that, and don't ever plan to do that again. Do tell. Because there have been times when I feel like I have to be less silly or more um, pious or it's just, I mean, just different aspects of, of myself that I, that I would say I would quiet in order to be more lovable to that person. But where I am right now, my goal is for someone to love me authentically for me. That's why when I go on dates now, I try to be as much as myself as possible. Of course, you, 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 you know, you, you, you're putting your best foot forward, but not to the point where I try to act out of character. I curse, so I'm going to cuss on the first day. If that turns you off, so be it, because I'm not, (laughs) fuck it, right, (laughs) exactly. Um, I, I, I have a silly sense of humor and uh, it's just certain things. And, and, and I think I'm doing a great job at doing that because several dates that, that I've gone on guys have told me, I feel like you're just you. I don't feel like you're putting up a front. And that is a great compliment to me. Now, some of them don't call me back. Uh, <laughs> <at some other laughs> I feel like date. you're being you. Good luck. <laughs> and that's fine because I would rather you know that I'm not for you for being me than you feel like I am for you for me pretending to be someone else. I love that. that. So. I appreciate that. I, I think that the first thought that I had when I heard that question do I have to perform or alter myself to be loved by them? Um, I, I think sometimes of the pins and needles or the eggshells that I've had to walk on to make sure I don't say or do anything that's going to lead towards a fight that lasts for a couple of days. I never want to be in a position again where I can't express anything that I have that is uh, healthy boundaries healthy boundaries to be able to mm. say or or just maybe I can make a mistake and when I was cleaning up around the kitchen it doesn't have to end up in an argument pins and needles is a cliche walking on eggshells is a cliche whatever the cliche that has a functional derivation of that feeling is is yeah. what I was feeling but that, we that all emotion. know that feeling it may trepidation. be cliche but trepidation we all is real. know that feeling. right and you want to be inside of a relationship where it is more loving. You don't want to have so many emotional withdrawals from the bank account of, of, of this relationship. And I think emotional withdrawals happen all of the time when you have to be able to parse your words or actions to be able to be loved by the other person or just to be able to keep the peace in the household. And woo, no way I'm going down that rabbit hole again. And, and you, you mentioned boundaries. There was a question on boundaries yeah. on that list that I didn't bring into. Yeah, I saw that. But and and that's true because part part of my my relationship was me not feeling that safe space to disagree. Yeah. To disagree with him or or be able to say, you know, no, I don't feel like this, and or, or getting to the point where my voice was so quieted that I just started avoiding conflict at any cost because I don't want to deal with the three to four days of right. backlash or right. 
you constantly trying to convince me how you're right instead right. of us agreeing to disagree. And it's just exhausting and draining. So. It's, ex- it's, it's, it's emotionally exhausting. And it is, it is a certain place you have to put all that in. You know, you can't, you have to actually put it inside of a broom closet in your mind. You have to put it somewhere else. And when it doesn't get addressed, then that broom closet starts to get full of all the rest of these issues that haven't been resolved. And at one point, they're just going to bust out of that door and out, and out onto anything else. So you either have right. a platform to be able to discuss all these things or you put it somewhere inside yourself, but it doesn't get dealt with if you put it inside of yourself. And I never want to have to be able to deal with that again. Um, so yeah, we can, we can move on to the next one because I'm going to need a, a tequila break after that question. <laughs> Okay, the next one. Am I willing to honor our differences? And this was two of them put together and accept their flaws. Okay. And I'm willing to honor our differences and accept their flaws. Okay. Accept their flaws. Yes. Um, one of our one of my friends one time told me that when she and her then fiance went into counseling. The, the counselor told them to write down the things that annoyed them about each other. Okay. okay. And she was like, yes, we're going to, this, this counselor is going to fix him for me. Yeah. We, and so she said they did the list and then the counselor told them, look at the list very hard. Now, if, if that person doesn't change a thing on this list, are you, can you live with that mm-hmm. for the rest of mm-hmm. your life? I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> she said she looked at that list a lot differently than like, okay, <laughs> what can I do this? And they've, they've been married for over, over a decade, almost 20 okay. years now. So I guess, I guess the list works. So. Well, well, Nisha Nicole, I, I love that example, but I want to be able to ask a question. When you're thinking of this, when you're reading this question, am I willing to mm-hmm. honor the differences and accept their flaws are their personality flaws or are they just little idiosyncrasies like they don't like chinese food for some place across town uh they 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 chew their food with their mouth open type things or are they always playing the victim which is a personality issue i can't deal with the personality issues that may be our flaws but i can deal with the fact that you may have certain kitchen habits or bathroom habits or yeah, like i you don't leave, know you you open the cabinets and you never right. close them back when you right <laughs> right those are idiosyncrasies about that particular person that you know when yeah. you live with the person you're just like oh my god but you can get over them and if those are the things on the list then i could be okay if those things on the list like hey this is constant bullying victimization other type of things that are personality issues then those things on the list are things that i cannot live with if they stay on the list does that make sense oh yeah that makes perfect sense and and what's a flaw to one person may not be a flaw to another that's correct that's absolutely correct like my ex-husband and i both get loud when we're excited or when we're angry so for us, that wasn't necessarily a flaw because for somebody else we, it might be. If, and for the next person, it might be that you elevate your voice and they're like, you're just that's they automatically feel like that's disrespect. Whereas in my family background, it just means I'm excited, whether it's excited, happy or excited, upset or mad. It is something that I have actively tried to change and work on because I realize that doesn't work for everybody. But I mean, it comes out. So, yeah. Being loud, being loud is one thing when you're excited. But I want to transition from you saying what you about being loud mm-hmm. into the next one. Let me read the next one and then bring it okay. back to being loud. The next okay. one is. This is yeah, a yeah, yeah. You like that? I'm like a professional podcaster here. Do they know how to emotionally regulate? 
during conflict. So arguments will happen. Conflict will happen. You mentioned being loud. Yeah. Loud to be over talking somebody with your point or trying to be right is not emotionally regulating yourself during conflict. Not at all. Seeking to be understood before proving your point and being under seeking to be understand the other person before you try and prove your point and being understood. That is an emotionally regulating ability. And in the middle of conflict, you can see who people are. Are they trying to understand your perspective? Or are they trying to just push their agenda? Exactly. Exactly. And um, I was in that relationship with someone who did not, you know, it it didn't matter what what I had to say it because it wasn't they didn't come from from a point of understanding it was only um well you you don't agree with me so my job is to make you agree with me <laughs> right, and i hear right, we are right. two adults yeah. in a relationship and when we have an argument i felt like i was being lectured for 40 minutes as opposed to us actually having a conversation and hashing it out and that i i just i can't do that anymore there's and a, I'll, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I recently had a disagreement with a friend mm. and my voice started elevating. And the friend said, I am not raising my voice at you. Can you not raise your voice at me? Yeah. And I said, I apologize because I should not have done that. That's and awesome. I immediately changed my tone of voice. We were able to talk out the disagreement without yelling. So that when I say that I'm actively working on that, I really mean it. And I was proud of myself. And I was proud of my friend for being able to say, hey. That's awesome. Don't do this. Don't talk to me like in that tone of voice or, right. or, or that loudly. Right. Um, and that's what I look for in a romantic relationship. Absolutely. For us to be able to check each other and the other ones say, self-regulate. So, so that's a, your friend was able to do it the way that we would want. Right. Check the tone and the volume of your voice and to be able to stick to the points that are inside the argument, not using mm. emotions to be able to get your point across. Your point should be within the points, within the issue and clarifying what that is. And if you stick to that, the points themselves will be able to come out, not the emotions behind it. And you mentioned right. somebody being able to lecture you by getting their point across. There's one that's, e- there's a, there's an issue that's even darker than that. And I want to give a shout out to our next podcast where we're going to talk about narcissism and other types of emotional manipulators who just in this type of uh, situation where there's a moment of conflict, they take it even further. They're not just trying to get their point across. They're trying to emotionally charge you to then manipulate that gaslighting triangulation mm. they're trying to get to that and we're going to talk about other on the next on the next podcast but it's the exact antithesis of what your friend did which is the perfect way to be able to say it is hey let's check our tone let's check our voice volume wise and let's just stick to the issues yeah and that is the best way to be able to resolve conflict for anything friends romantic relationships co-workers family members all of the above and that's why with this one and um, the question that she originally posted was, can they do that? But yeah. I changed it to, can they and I do that? Because sure. it's important on both sides. Absolutely. And if, if we can't emotionally regulate ourselves, are we truly ready for a partner? Yeah. So, okay. Did you want to do the next one or you want me to go ahead and do the next one? 
I'll read the next one. Yeah, because this is a big one. <laughs> what is their relationship like with their friends and their family? And would I be okay if they treated me this way? This is humongous for me. Let me say that again. Yes. What is their relationship like with their friends and family? And would I be okay if they treated me this way? Huge. Can I go first on this one? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I said this once in my uh, a second book that when you meet the family for the first time, a lot of people think that they're being evaluated. You should be the one evaluating the family. If it's a large gathering, now if you're just meeting hey, one, man, yeah, if you're just meeting one parent or one uncle or one and one sister, then you can't get much. But if it's a large family gathering, you're meeting them all for the first time. Oh, take notes, get yourself some type of something to be able to record because you need to be able to see their family dynamic. The family dynamic of what they're presenting is exactly what that other person is going to bring into the household. Mm, yes. that's what they've seen and experienced growing up and I wish somebody had told me this lesson um, before I got into a couple of relationships because I saw all the red flags in their family members when they were going off and fighting at Thanksgiving and I still ignored it and walked on into the relationship so I love this question because I'm not okay if that person treats me the way that their family was all going crazy and friends can be included in that as well like you said before what did you just yes. say that's your friends i'm not hooking up none of my friends like that and if that's an indication of who you hang with then hmm, i got some questions right but i it's it's a right on the money and one of the things that i know before if if i choose to get married again their family relationship particularly is very important to me yeah because i grew up in a family um where for the most part, we're harmonious. Our yeah. our Thanksgiving and holiday celebrations are filled with laughter and fun. Um, there's not a lot of arguing and fighting. I mean, I could probably think of one or two big big arguments over the over the years. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like like even at um my my little cousin graduated recently and my aunt brought one of her friends over and she said I just love your family your family is fun that's, crazy that's great that's great <laughs> because she was like y'all just laugh about everything versus I have gone to family functions with with, with people before and I'm like is somebody gonna pull out a knife yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen it happen this knife. is really intense like yeah. You know, and I don't I don't want that type of family dynamic. I don't want the type of family dynamic where when one person walks out of the room, everyone starts to chatter. And because everybody has conversations about other people and what's going on in their lives in a in a mean and nasty way, because I know that as soon as I walk out the door, those conversations are going to be had about me as well. That's right. I don't, I don't want to enter that family dynamic and friends also because if a person has a lot of that has a lot of turmoil with their friend group and and every so often you know they're not with this friend anymore oh I don't hang with them which you don't really see that as much with men as you do with women that's that's a red flag and and yeah. if I was a guy and a woman that doesn't have a couple of close girlfriends that she can count on or then that might be a red flag for me if I was a guy so agree Absolutely. Absolutely. There's one caveat that I want to be able to add to that. What? Um, 
if somebody has really worked on themselves with a lot of self-awareness, maybe even some professional counseling and seen the relationships that they have with their friends and seen the relationships that they have within their family, they've seen the, the knives be pulled out at, at family gatherings, like you were saying, if mm-hmm. they've worked on it enough, if they're because not everybody can choose, no one, not everybody, no right. one can choose the family that they're raised into, right? So right. if you've seen it and you're working on it actively, that's somebody I can still deal with. The self-love, the self-repair, the self-awareness, the self-work, those type of things matter a lot if you're going to come from a family with a chaotic background. And I don't want to exclude people who are working on themselves. I don't want to exclude people who are taking into consideration, hey, yeah, my family crazy, but I'm working on it. I agree with that. And it, let's say if we, if, if, for example, for me, if I, if I was with someone and they pulled me aside and say, listen, I know you haven't met my family. We've been dating for X amount of time, but here's why because this is what happens with them so i have set these boundaries in place for sure this is because the boundary setting is important and that that would for sure show to me that that person is serious about their growth they know they know the turmoil that their family has caused in their lives and and they're not putting up with it and that is a huge difference from someone who's like what this is normal shit your family don't do this yeah right right (laughs) Like everyone's sitting at at the table with watching World War Three happen and and nobody seems to be uh, bothered by it. Oh, man. And it's like, what Twilight Zone did I step into versus someone that's like, you know what? (laughs) This is why I see these people once a year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I'm not here. That's 100% correct. Yeah. And, And that transitions us into the last question that we have here. Yes. So thank you for setting this up like a volleyball spike here. It is last question. You take it. Are they self-aware and do they have healthy a healthy sense of self-emotional maturity? Yes. So are they self-aware and do they have a healthy sense of emotional maturity? Your thoughts? It's a must for me. It is an absolute must. If we can't if if you're not self-aware enough to say Hey, I know that I shut down when I feel unsafe or whatever it is. I know that I, when I get upset, I go within myself. Like a lot of men do, they close themselves off. If you can voice that to me and say, this is what it is. And I promise you, it's not about you, but I need you when you see me doing this to, to, to let me know that you recognize this. That is a very different conversation than someone just shutting you out. And then when you bring it up to them, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm cool. I thought you were cool. <laughs> you know, that Absolutely. that's not self-aware to me. And it's not emotional maturity. Like I want somebody like a person, if a person asks me, I may have some blind spots, but I can pretty much tell you a lot of my flaws yeah. <laughs> because I'm aware enough to know this, this might be an issue for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, aware of their flaws, uh, knowing exactly how they react, if there's conflict, you know, like you said, and maybe shutting down for a little bit. Um, if, if they're aware of all those things, that makes them a better partner. But I want to take in a lot of the other questions, the, all of the other questions that are on this list that we discuss in this show. And since this is our last question, I want to wrap it up with not, not just wrap it up. I want to be able to bring all of these things together because without self-awareness, 
mm-hmm. then you're not sure if you're emotionally aware of emotionally available for a relationship because you're not aware of it. When we were saying, I wish more people would ask themselves that question because they're not self-aware even to know whether or not they're emotionally available and ready for a relationship. Correct. If you're not self-aware, then somebody else is going to have to perform or alter to be loved by you. You're not self-aware. You're not even aware that you're making somebody else walk on eggshells. Uh, you're not. You're lecturing them as to how you're you're right. If you're not self-aware, then it's going to be hard to accept the flaws of others, and not just the ones that are personality ones, but even the ones that are just the idiosyncrasies that we have. If you're not self-aware, you can't emotionally regulate yourself during a conflict, and you're not aware, this is the big one, the yes. next to the last one, you're not aware of what childhood issues you've seen in your family that are going to show up in you. Self-awareness is tying in what you've seen as a kid, how you were raised, to the adult that you are now and all of your behaviors and actions inside and outside of a relationship. And if you're not self-aware, you've never given the analysis towards that childhood. Then you're not even know you're not even knowing why you're in the bar, why you're having an argument, why you have all these the rest of the things going on in your life. Right. The place you are in life is a direct result of your true priorities. And your true priorities may have been taking care of your subconscious from all the rest of the childhood issues that you've had. And you're not aware of it and you want a relationship with me or Nisha Nicole? I don't think so. <laughs> preach <laughs> yeah Law, you just preached the whole sermon like you the way you just tied that all up yeah well i got together. the list here in front of me so i yeah. know but it's it was beautiful it was it yeah. was so on point because everything you said is true and it all comes back to being self-aware right and that is why it is a it's it's a non-negotiable for me it, Boom. you you have to have it. And as soon as I start recognizing that a person can't take accountability, they're not self-aware, they have these blinders on. I I'm sorry, I can't do it. Can't do it. You know, emotional um, maturity, emotional intelligence. We talk about a lot through all of these. And this list hit on a lot of those. Um, unfortunately, it it was a trigger for both of us in terms of things that we've been through. I'm going be traumatized. I'm going to get off this podcast. I'm shaking myself to sleep. Oh, you'll, you'll be, you'll be Thanksgiving okay. Thanksgiving dinner, they pulled out the knife. I couldn't, where was the knife? Yeah, I'll be okay. Oh, yeah. speaking of Thanksgiving dinner and, yeah. and what, what are you bringing to the table? What? That was a professional what, podcast. What dish are you serving? Man, I love that. Uh, so, yes, as we end up every single podcast with uh, what we're bringing to the table, something we're bringing unique and special, not just I cook or I clean or I make a lot of money or I got a certain title, something intrinsic about us. And what I'm bringing to the week is, speaking of intrinsic, I'm bringing syncing with idiosyncrasies. Sinking with idiosyncrasies. It goes back to one of the questions. I think our third question was the difference between accepting differences and flaws in terms of personality versus their idiosyncrasies. And you have to be able to sink with a person's idiosyncrasies when you live with them inside of a relationship. Some people yes. don't want spoons in the day, in the sink. Some people don't want plastic covers from the microwave to be washed in the in, in the dishwasher. Some people don't want soap on the sponge. And and those type of things over the course of time can be grating, can be difficult. But if you can get past those things, if you can sync your personality, what you want, things that you would never think about with their idiosyncrasies, like you said, you said it perfectly when you gave that example of if these things on this list were never taken care of, are you going to be okay? You didn't know it, but that you were setting me up at the time for what I'm bringing to the table is the ability Oosh. to be able to 
sing, good pass. The ability to be able to sync with another person's idiosyncrasies. I love it. That's what I got. I, once again, this this man is a professional podcaster, you guys, because <laughs> that was just perfect. Um, so my what I'm bringing the dish I'm serving this week is <laughs> is optimism. Okay. Um, I see so much, so many people trying to date with a pessimistic frame of mind. Guilty. And what I've what what I do is when I see myself getting to that point, then I remove myself from okay. the dating apps. That's where I am right now. I'm I'm off the dating apps. I'm focusing on on work and other and family right now. But I know that when I put myself on those apps, when when every first date I go to, I go into it with cautious optimism. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna go into a date and say, well, this will probably be another dud. Well, I just need to meet my quota. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. That was me. Yes, I'm not that. So yeah, my bad. If if I don't want to go, I'm I'm not gonna go. If I have to feel if I feel like it's it's not gonna lead anywhere, then what's the point in going? So that's what I'm bringing to the table. I'm I'm bringing cautious optimism. I'm not. I I can be a very um. What's what's the word like cynical? No, no, no. Yeah, helpless uh, romantic. That's helpless, that's what I was just thinking. just like cynical. I helpless romantic. Same thing. <laughs> I can be somewhat of a, a helpless romantic. So I do have to have that caution in there to bring myself back to reality. It's like, okay, you know, Prince Charmer is not going to sweep you off your feet. If he is, he's probably going to end up with a concussion. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm optimistic while still being realistic. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. Optimistic with being realistic. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a t-shirt. Awesome. <laughs> and you, you know, I'm t-shirt. I'm supposed quote. to be right. I'm supposed to be the what the optimistic one here, but I love that. That is always in the dating world. That is always, always key because definitely we can get downtrodden with dating and it can wear on us. So bringing that optimism is super, 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 super important. All right. Yeah. So this wraps up this episode of the table. And once again, you guys, we love it when you share the podcast. Yes. We're on Apple, um, Apple Podcast, and we're also on Spotify. So please, please share, rate, like, subscribe. And as always, you can send us your feedback to askthetablepod at gmail.com. Yes. And um, with that being said... Um, we're out. Have a great week. Head to Essence Fest if you can. Head, have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>